Assalamu alaikum listeners. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5. My name is Kathleen and I'm with you for the second half of the show where we're talking this evening to Dr. Katharak, who is a GP that has studied, mashallah, the coronavirus in depth and has followed it over the last few weeks and months, uh, has a lot of knowledge around this and he is really giving me and giving you a lot of valuable information this evening about this, inshallah. And before the break, where we talked a lot about the symptoms and where it's come from, we're going to talk now about the prevention. So how we keep our, inshallah, with Allah's blessing, keep ourselves and our families virus free and how the best the, and the best approach to that and what do public health recommend in doing that. So, Dr. Katak, I'm passing back to you again. You, you mentioned that... Um, uh, before the break, which I thought was very nice, coughs, uh, coughs and sneeze. Um, what did you say? For cause diseases. Cause diseases. Really, <laughs> that was really nice sentence to have to remember. Actually, um, and it's so true. And it's so true that we actually don't think about when we have cough and we sneeze and we sneeze into our hands and then we put our hands on the desk and we go and open the door of uh, the kitchen or the uh, the office if we're working in the office and then go around to other areas and then maybe shake hands with somebody, maybe kiss somebody and the cheek greeting them and and we might be passing on things that we don't even know we're passing on. So how can we help ourselves and others uh, with not not spreading the coronavirus or other viruses either? Yeah, I found an article um, from the European Centre for Diseases Prevention and Control, which is an agency of the European Union. And um, they've suggested that when visiting areas of presumed ongoing community transmission of the coronavirus, you should avoid contact with sick people, in particular those with a cough. Avoid visiting markets and places where live or dead animals are handled. Follow general rules governing hand hygiene and food hygiene. Now, you should wash your hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based disinfectant solution before eating and especially after using the toilet and after any contact with animals. Um, Mm -hmm. You should avoid contact with animals, their excretions or droppings and whenever you travel apply general rules governing hand and food hygiene. Now it's extremely important to wash your hands because you know, you, as, as we mentioned earlier, if you if you anyone's coughed any uh, on any uh, inanimate object and you touched it, it could be a door handle, it could be a desk, it could be it could be coins. Um, you know, it it can stay on there between five and nine days. So, if you're washing your hands, you have to wash them thoroughly. Um, one idea is to to sing happy birthday to yourself twice, so that would be 20 seconds. <laughs> when you're washing your hands, when you're washing your hands, it, you know, should be the palm, the back of your hand, 
your thumb all the way inside, underneath your nails, you really have to be thorough. Hand washing with soap is much better than the alcohol base. You have to have a 70% alcohol based disinfectant and you have to stay in contact with your skin for quite a long time and they dry very quickly. So washing your hands would be the best because it actually, the viruses, the bacteria, when, when they touch our skin, they get stuck into the sebum, the oily bit of our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and by washing with soap thoroughly, you will wash away the sebum mm-hmm. and then the viruses will be washed away as well. So that's the best. Best way. So I, I've heard a, 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 an interview or, or, or something being reported, I think it was on the radio, about washing hands. And actually, um, it was really good because it went into in depth about washing hands that first you pour water. So you actually try to turn on the tap with your elbow or something first and then get the soap and then lather it up, as you were saying, um, in your hands. And make sure you get the right. tips of your fingers, wash them, wash the back of the hands. It actually reminded me of how we do uh, wudu, wudu. Yeah. Exactly. So I was thinking, gosh, if we, subhanAllah, we were taught how to do wudu and we never realized that this, by doing this, it, it actually um, prepares or keeps us clean as well. Exactly. Mm. And... and um, the great thing about Islam is, as uh, science is advancing, they're finding out more and more things that that have been said in the Holy Quran, which have come through and have been proved by science. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. So we just so we wash our hands and sing Happy Birthday twice. That makes sure that we actually are getting there and rinsing off the water, rinsing off everything, and making sure we're cleaning and getting under the nails. Very important, actually, for for uh, parents to teach this to their children. Keep them short. Uh, wonderful advice. Now, I, I know a lot of people have long nails and they like to manicure them. But in the cases like this, we need to make sure that we're keeping them clean. And that's right. That's right. Now, now, the other thing is public toilets as well. Any toilet. Because this, this, can, this virus, unfortunately, can also be spread through the feces mm-hmm. or the oral fecal route. Now, if if one flushes the toilet, it actually gets aerosolized in the air. So it's really important to close the lid of the toilet when flushing, so them droplets don't get out and and can technically infect somebody. Mm. Um, it's just something you know we haven't thought about yep. uh, too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think from now on, I will be. Closing the toilet. Closing the lid. And it's something good to teach our children to get into that habit as well, that uh, to close the lid when flushing the toilet. Yeah, so prevent any any infection from getting out. Um, following following on... Sorry? Sorry. I was I was just going to say, following on from that, um, I actually saw a video last night about towels. 
and um, and you mentioned there about fetal uh, uh, presence and things. So I this video was uh, recorded in America about some very famous people, and they were taking swabs from their towels, and their towels showed some unusual bugs and um, bacteria living on their towels, which they were very surprised about. Is that something that that parents should be aware of? Also, yep, yep, uh, yep, where you yep. dry your hands? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And maybe keeping one set of towels for face and another set of towels for other areas of the body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's very good because we can't all have disposable towels, I suppose. But in our workplace, maybe we have disposable towels or hand dryers. And That's right. But uh, the other thing about hand dryers, again, it can be aerosolized mm. from, the ha- from the hand dryer as well and get into the air. <laughs> the virus just can be just pushed into the air with nasal cavity. Wow, wow. So we shouldn't be... Uh, we, hand towels are better then? Yeah. Okay, and then and then catch it, bin it, and bin it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there are other measures that we need to take as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, the best option would be to stay at home when possible. Avoid, you know, transport, aeroplanes, buses, trains, queues, uh, busy areas. Ideally, not to have visitors especially around close co- contact with people who are symptomatic or or maybe potential carriers. And then definitely don't share their cups. I mean, this part, you know, I don't like, but uh, no handshakes. Mm-hmm. Because again, if, if so- someone is infected or, or, or maybe asymptomatic, they, you know, they are going to be breathing or coughing onto their hands and then if they shake hands with you, then it's on your hand. And then uh, some studies have shown that people touch their face, you know, over 20 times in an hour. Mm-hmm. And if it's on your hand, you're just touching your mouth, your nose, your eyes, so all the mucous membranes, and then it just gets in. And then especially, as you mentioned, kisses, hugs, suggested not to kiss babies. It's a good idea to wear gloves. Uh, Also face masks. Now face masks, they're not great in the sense that they're not going to help prevent you from catching the virus. If you if you are infected yourself, it will it will probably help you stop spreading it. A few reasons. One is you won't be able to cough it onto other people, but secondly, you won't be. It'll help remind you not to touch your mouth and your your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a quality medical mask called the N95 mask. It's called N95 because it it prevents 95% of all bacteria infections getting in. However, it's not great for viruses. Again, and and some studies have shown that, uh, you know, over 60% of people that put this mask on actually put it on wrongly, though so not that effective. Right. Uh, you should be wearing wraparound gla- glasses because, again, it can get through the eyes. You should avoid hospitals, ideally, because hospitals, 
you know, full of infections and limit visiting. You really, really need to. Um, you should be thoroughly cooking your food because again, it's from the oral fecal route. So one needs to cook um, their food thoroughly and uh, keep it clean. So, so that I think is, is, is uh, there's a lot of advice there that you're given and well parents listening in yes and, and they can do the hand washing and understand that uh, the importance of disposable towels and sneezing catch it and throw it uh, in it what you've explained and the food cooking the food thoroughly some of the other things here um, around people staying at home and not visiting or, or wearing masks is, can be quite alarming to, to parents and thinking oh do I need to be doing that now or you know I have I have some visits planned in I'm going to visit people I haven't seen for a long time. I want to see them, and I've got them in over the next couple of weeks in my diary. Or, or um, I, you know, what it, should, what advice it, now it, should we be giving it, people? It, I mean, the data is showing that it's going to peak in in uh, Wuhan and the uh, Hubei province probably in the next three weeks, mm. uh, and then hopefully start dying down a bit. But the rest. Rest of China is going to be a few weeks later, and then the rest of the world, a number of weeks after that, once it starts spreading elsewhere. So we're still at the early stages at this moment in time. But if it does start spreading and and coming to the to Birmingham and, and the UK in general, then we'll have to take these measure, measures. Mm-hmm to try to prevent the spread. There's something called the R0, which is the reproductive rate or the index of spread. And the R0 for the coronavirus at the moment is 2.6, which means one person would give it to an average of 2.6 people. But you do have these super spreaders that do give it to a lot more people than that. Um, however, the R0 can be manipulated, for example, if you limit contact with people, then the R0 can go down below to below. Ideally, we want the R0 to be less than one, which means one person gives it to less than one person. Okay. Which then means that it won't spread. So, mm-hmm. in order to limit the index of spread, it is important to, to stop people meeting each other in these ways, unfortunately. <laughs> Another thing um, I wanted to talk about was how can we help each ourselves mm-hmm. just in case we happen to get the coronavirus? How do we boost our immunity? Because I think that's going to really come into play. If if this if the coronavirus does spread and and uh, you know come to Britain, how can we protect we ourselves from now? Actually, before that, in in boosting our right. our immune system, yeah, that's really good that's advice. Yeah, that's right. And the first thing we should do is get enough sleep. Um, studies have shown that if you get you know between seven and eight hours of quality sleep, you will actually improve your immunity by 80 percent 
Wow, mashallah. Mashallah. So, it's actually great to get a good quality of sleep, meaning that try to sleep at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And also try to limit screen time, especially a couple hours before sleeping. Mm-hmm. Because of the blue light in, in our phones yeah. and in our tablets and computers, which uh, uh, actually uh, causes havoc to your circadian rhythm and uh, one will not get a good quality sleep. So it's better to read the book. Get, or you, you can get these uh, blue light filters for your phones and uh, tablets. Good to have that and have them on in um, in the evening and night time. Um, another good thing to boost your immunity is vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get have a good uh, vitamin C supplement. And what um, would be the best way to uh, to take that vitamin C? Okay, it's just it's just one tablet, you know, a couple of times a day. Um, that's shown to boost immunity by about ten percent. Uh, on on average, but ideally the best vitamin C would be through fruits and vegetables. Mm. You know, having a natural source of your vitamin C. Vitamin D is very, very important as well, and it really helps with immunity. Um, fortunately, we don't get enough sunlight um, here in Britain, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, and especially in the winter time, it's really important to have your vitamin D supplements especially over uh, over winter they have you should also reduce stress in your life because again if you if you have a lot of stress that will reduce your immunity also eating garlic especially raw garlic it's very has been shown to increase immunity also mushrooms there was a study done on mushrooms and um If you have mushrooms for seven days in a row, then your immunity has increased by about 15%. Inshallah. Uh, Didn't hear or, this before. For, for another seven days. Mm-hmm. So what what started doing is actually having some mushroom soup with lots of garlic and ginger mm-hmm. in it. And also black pe- pepper actually improves the function of your cells, your immune cells. So, so for example, if you have this soup, mushroom soup with the garlic, ginger and black pepper in it, it will really help boost your immunity. Another study showed kiwi fruit, especially golden kiwi fruit. This was actually done by a golden kiwi company. So, not 100% sure, but they did show that if you're eating about four kiwi fruits a day, that boosted your immunity by about 27%. Kale and other cruciferous veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, especially kale, increases your immunity. So you can have a green smoothie in the mornings with uh, with lots of kale in it to really help you. Also, green tea. Mm-hmm. Green tea boosts antiviral activity, uh, so it's recommended having five or six cups of green tea a day. And then cardamom, if you put lychee, cardamom in your green tea, that improves the 
the function of the cells, just like black pepper does. So it's very good to have the green tea with the cardamom in it every day. There's another great um, fruit called amla, which is Indian gooseberry, and that brings down inflammation. So it's great to have a bit of amla every day. You can buy amla powder. It's very cheap, less than about a pound. And uh, they use it a lot in Ayurvedic medicine, and they call amla the mother of all Ayurvedic medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I could, I could talk a long time about amla and its benefits. Uh, it has a lot of medicinal benefits. Ooh, and where would you buy amla? I haven't come across any, before. Any, any, uh, any Asian shop, get amla powder. Is it, it, just in Asian shops it's sold, is it? Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, Asian shops do have it. Um, and where does it come in packets, small packets, or yeah, is it, it like... it comes in a packet, just packet, about a pound. And you make and, it, uh, in, put it in like tea, or how do you use it? Yeah, you can, you can just put it in, 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 in your curries, or you can put it in, in your salad, or put it over. Uh, I, I just tend to put it in warm water and uh, just drink it. Uh, Turmeric is another very, very good anti-inflammatory to have as well. And uh, the thing about turmeric is it will not work without black pepper. Really? Uh, the pepper will, yeah. Mm. The pepper in- increases the bioavailability by 2,000%. Just a pinch of black pepper. So you must have it with with the black pepper. And um, these, these are the main main ones that uh, one should... There's also a study on dried yeast as well, a bit of dried yeast really helps you as well. Uh, uh, it works the same same way as uh, mushrooms mm-hmm. to help your uh, Im- immunity as well. But it's good to increase one's immunity just in case, you know, if, if we do get a, an epidemic of the coronavirus here in mm-hmm. Britain, at least our immune systems are you know, up to par to help our bodies cope with it, and especially for our elderly uh, loved ones in our family uh, to increase, you know, help increase their immunity because, you know, the data is showing that they're the ones that are going to be at at risk, which makes sense because their immunity is not as strong as the younger person's immunity, hence that's why the children and teenagers are not not getting any severe infections as opposed to the elderly and also the diabetics, hypertensives and also smokers as well uh, are probably at higher risk. So a lot of information there for us indeed and uh, if we were just to summarise that in the last two minutes of the show now, I know the the show has gone very quickly. Um, could you just pick out one or two things there that are vital for people to to do to protect themselves and their family, uh, inshallah? Um, I think the, the most vital thing one one can do is obviously personal hygiene with the washing. Yep. Uh, and and then secondly, be vigilant and uh, try to avoid places or people that may have. The coronavirus and thirdly probably the most important thing is to boost your immunity by 
by having you know the products that we discussed, especially that mushroom soup with the garlic and ginger in it, and then the green tea with the cardamom, really important, and uh, amla as well, which is which is really good for overall health, uh, and also to remember Allah and you know do our prayers. Inshallah, exactly. It's most powerful, inshallah, to ask Allah to help us all, inshallah, as and prevent us all from um, contacting this coronavirus or anybody we know contacting it as well, inshallah, and that Allah keep us all healthy and safe and able to continue helping others, inshallah. And this is the whole idea of doing today's show was to help people to understand it and to be able to prevent something like this. So I really appreciate you, Dr. Qatar, giving up your time like this to us. It's been wonderful talking to you. You're full of knowledge. I would like to have another show maybe in a few weeks time, inshallah, again, to as we keep an eye on this virus as it progress and uh, hopefully not move all over the world and hopefully we'll be contained, and etc. But we want to have the up-to-date information from you. Would that be okay if you were able to come back again, inshallah, to us? Yes, that would be great. Wonderful. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you giving up your time and and thank you listeners for tuning in this evening. I hope, inshallah, you found this useful as well. Wonderful information that we've had this evening about looking after yourself and keeping yourself and your family healthy. Please do stay healthy. Please do dua for us all, inshallah, that each one of us will stay healthy and that we'll be able to continue helping others, inshallah. So do look after yourself and tune in to us again next week, inshallah. And until then... Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Jazakla Karim, brother. Thank you for, for giving up your time again. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Assalamu alaikum.